Verizon brings you Pay It Forward Live, a weekly live stream featuring big names in entertainment to support small businesses. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on at Verizon's Twitter or Twitch, Yahoo, and Fios Channel 501 at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Hi, everybody. Aaron McGathy here, host of This Feels Terrible, uh, your favorite relationship, love, sex, cool podcast. Uh, let's be best friends. My guest on the show this week is uh, the wonderful Danny Tamborelli. Yes, that Danny Tamborelli. Uh, Danny Tamborelli, who was on The Greatest Show of All Time, one of the greatest shows of all time, The Adventures of Pete and Pete. You have to say one of the greatest shows of all time when you're dating someone who's created television shows. So one of the greatest shows of all time, The Adventures of Pete and Pete. So great. He played little Pete. He was amazing. He changed all of our lives. If you have not watched The Adventures of Pete and Pete, it holds up, everybody. I just rewatched it. It's awesome. It's so funny and tragic and cool and amazing. And then after that, he went on to do all that and figure it out and a number of other things. But basically, he was the face of Nickelodeon for my entire childhood, which makes him like not a real person kind of in my heart. Um, But I know he's a real person. I have to keep on telling myself he's a real person. I went to the Pete and Pete reunion here in Los Angeles about a month ago. And it was awesome. And he... Um, He performed, now he's a musician, and he also is still doing comedy. Um, His band, his band, Jesus, why did I say it like that? His band, guys, I don't know what happens with this voice sometimes. Uh, Navy Kid, so I I don't know, I think my voice just sounds dumb sometimes, I apologize. Um, His band is called Jounce, J-O-U-N-C-E, Jounce. You can go to jounce.org to listen to his music. I can attest he's a great musician, so check it out. And he also um, is doing some sketch with Man Boobs Comedy. Check that out. Um, and this, uh, he lives in New York, so this is a this is a phone interview. But I had a really nice time uh, talking to him. And uh, yeah, so I hope you enjoy this interview with Mr. Danny Tamborelli. Hello. Hello. This is Aaron McGaffey. Hi. Hey, Aaron. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Very well. Can you hear me all right? I can. Is it a little, Dustin, is it a little snowy? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll keep talking. Um, It's broken. I can't help it. (laughs) Your phone is broken? No, it's fine. It's cool. Oh, okay. No, no. I said it's it's Brooklyn. Oh, it's Brooklyn. Yeah, it's Brooklyn's fault. Right, right, right. Cool. Um, thanks so much for doing this. I have a, uh, I've, I've never done a uh, phone interview podcast before, so I have a really big picture of your face on my screen to talk to you. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you have to deal with that. <laughs> it's fine. It's the picture from your Wikipedia page where you, you look so bored with uh, getting your picture taken. Yeah, dude, it's some, some dude posted that like after a show i got like sweat stain on my shirt and like <laughs> just played like a two-hour concert nice oh yeah you're a musician yeah. um so i i don't i don't think that 
we met at the Pete and Pete reunion. I was just kind of like circling around. So you didn't you didn't come to the after party and, I was, and drink all his Lazaruses with everybody. <laughs> I I was at the after party. Um, I'm trying not to drink sugar, so <laughs> I just I just had a ton of uh, vodka, and uh, which which is also sugar, but not orange. And no, um, it's not orange sugar. Yeah, unless you get that Smirnoff stuff. Oh yeah. Well, are you talking about like infused uh, vodka? Yeah, I, something. Yeah, one of those. All that stuff. I drink. I just drink bourbon. I don't really drink or an Irish whiskey. Mm. That that clear stuff scares me. <laughs> that's uh, that's funny. Why does clear vodka or clear alcohol scare you, and and uh, whiskey doesn't scare you? Because whiskey's like darker. Uh, so who knows? Yeah, well, yeah, whiskey can bring you maybe to a more evil place. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I can just ha- handle it better. Or I had a bad experience in high school with a plastic handle of Leeds vodka and a uh, uh, and a jacuzzi. It was bad. <laughs> very, very bad. Uh, what happened? Uh, well, I passed out in the jacuzzi and I woke up like maybe an hour or two later, like completely pruned. And had had uh, gotten sick in in it. Oh so, no! You could. I was have like seven, I was like eighteen. I could have drowned. I could have. It could have been very bad. It was uh, a seventeen, eighteen year old mistake that ended fine. And luckily, my parents didn't come home and find me like that because I probably would have gotten grounded. Oh man! <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad you're alive. Thanks. Yeah, I know it's a good. Well, it's cool. Twelve years later, I'm still. It's still. It still haunts me. That's why I won't drink it. So, Danny, you, uh, do you, in my in my email, I asked if you had any like awkward uh, dating stories or relationship stories. Do you have any on the top of your head that you would want to share? Um, well, I was thinking about a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, I once took a girl out on a first date, and she wanted to pick the place. And I told her, no, I picked the place. <laughs> and and uh, she said, well, where do you want to go? And I was being, I was joking. And I said, Hooters. Mm-hmm. And she thought that was funny. And since she went to Hooters, she had large breasts, too. Mm. And so I took her to Hooters. And I never talked to her again. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, think she thought, I think she thought that she was kidding, too. And she said, oh, yeah, sure, let's go. And then I took yeah. her there. I think she was sort of all sort of horrified it always seems hilarious um, uh talking about it and then you get there and then that's it so and then she's like we're really she's like we're really here i was like uh and then she like tried to make a joke she's like oh maybe i'll get a you know maybe i'll get a job application <laughs> and, <laughs> she's waiting for wow. you to say like yeah you would t- babe you'd be the manager here <laughs> automatically you'd be in charge be of theaters yeah uh, they'd rename it angela's <laughs> um, did you? Like, what's your take on uh, on girls that are like super into um, strip clubs or 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 into like Hooters? Maybe not um, genuinely into those things, but I, I feel like there's a that that's like a specific behavior being op- like yeah, like let's uh, let's go to a strip club and all the guys are like yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, I don't. I you know I don't get that. I I. I, I guess I do. I get it because I feel like it's the chick sort of being like, 
you know, oh, I can be spontaneous, and yeah, I want to look at boobs too, because girls are beautiful, and blah, blah, blah. And then you get there, and then the girl sees her friend getting grinded up on and going to the back room. Right. And I'm sure, I'm sure in the back of their mind, they're like, why am I here? Yeah. This is stupid, but maybe some of them like it. Yeah. I, um, last year I was going through this breakup and I was working in Atlanta and I was doing a lot of stand up and I was hanging out with all these stand ups in Atlanta across from this, um, strip club called the Pink Pony, which <laughs> <laughs> like sounded like, I don't, I don't know. I was feeling very destructive. And so, and I'm not usually the girl that's like, let's go to Hooters. Like, I'll put my, let's motorboat, let's do it. Like, I'm never that, that person. I'm always like, meh, like, I don't want to. Um, but I, I, with all these guys I didn't know very well, I was like, let's go to the Pink Pony. And they're like, uh, really? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And they're like, okay, fine. <laughs> and so we went across the street to the Pink Pony and it was one of those strip clubs that has like three different stages. And I hadn't really ever been to a strip club before. And so I sat like in the front, like at like the main <laughs> stage. And in Georgia, like you can be fully nude. And so like I am sitting in the front and I think like women seeing other women sitting there, it's it's kind of a comforting thing. But I was sitting there with all these guys and this 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 stripper came up and uh like danced right in front of me and like I was holding dollar bills like a kid like at an arcade just not not like not like excited but like oh this is what we do here <laughs> and so like I had all these I had all these dollar bills and this woman like like I can appreciate when a woman's beautiful uh, absolutely but like I'm not like super into vaginas and so she like dropped down in front of me and it like her vagina was in my face and I had to like tip her and like put my <laughs> and so I was like you're doing great you're doing like I was trying to get her to leave without like hurting her feelings and I was just like I love it it's so good it's, this is so good <laughs> and then I looked at the guys that I was sitting next to and they all had hard-ons naturally Whoa. naturally because we're at a strip club but like I yeah, it's like when you really always get them I like well, yeah, well, yeah. I yeah. will go to a strip club in like jeans and get yelled at by the strippers. Like, you should wear basketball shorts, right? <laughs> you know? And I was like, what the hell are you wearing? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Put this gauze over your dick. We don't know how excited you are. That's oh, crazy. But I was so, I was sitting there with these guys that I had hung out with a few times and like, I was so disgusted and I didn't have the right to be, but I was like, Jesus, <laughs> what are you, why are you turned on? This is, stop it. I don't want to be, that's, that's <laughs> the, the craziest thing to me is like hanging out with your friends and like you all have a hard ons. Yeah, I'll have boners. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's crazy to me. I don't know. Or like, I mean, there's this, is that, um, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to be like a hacky comic right now, but dude etiquette? I'm sorry. You're looking for dude etiquette on whether it's appropriate to walk around with your friends, all with boners. Right. Well, okay. Yes. I have that question. And then also, <laughs> could you address this? Like, is, yeah. is there an added um is there an added like homoerotic element that's not like not not saying that like these guys that i was hanging out with that they were all gay but like there's an added 
like it's it's taboo or something like is that a thing or am i just am i reading too far into it i i think maybe you're reading a little too far into it okay um yeah i don't know like i only ever go to strip clubs for like bachelor parties or someone's birthday like my one my one buddy uh is eight years he stopped drinking right when i graduated college because he was a, a monster and he drank mm. um so for his like first year being sober like we took him out to this strip club in jersey where in jersey it's like if you can serve alcohol it's only topless but if it's byo and they don't serve alcohol it's like fully nude right. so you know like seven or eight of us walk in there and literally this girl from our class is oh, like no. on the front the front stage, like V'd out, like high kidneys, you know, like out, just just way out. And we all noticed and we're like, Oh my god, I can't believe that's her. Oh man. And and so one so Tony my buddy is, is sober, basically just yells her name, is like, Hey like all excited to see her. She freaks out. Jumps off the stage, like grabs her money, like in the middle of the song, like grabs whatever money's there, like rushes to the back, and like, you know, she's totally getting dressed and and going out the back door, about to get into her car. While uh, my buddy Tony again and, and myself, we went out to smoke a cigarette in front, saw her like running across the room, uh, across the room, across the driveway, mm-hmm. and. You know, we're like, it's okay. We're not going to tell anybody. Oh, I don't know. And that, that probably <laughs> made it worse. even worse. No, it probably made that even worse. And she, like, got in the car and, like, sped away. But, I mean, it was, like, a strip club that was within, like, a 30-mile radius of where we all grew up. So it's like, you got to pick pick where you're going. You know, you got to go a little bit farther away if you don't want to run into people that, you know, that you know or possibly have known. Yeah. God. Just kind of kind of weird i was also once in a strip club in tampa which is like really dirty because that's all full nude as well and you can like right. grab and touch and do weird things you can I was touch like, them yeah and i was like i was 18 so it was like my my actually my second strip club experience and it like it sort of freaked me out because i was like watching all these dudes like grabbing and like getting on and then the same girl would like move to the dude next and they would do the same thing and get to me. I'm like, dude, five people have just grabbed your tits and like, you know, put them in your face. Like, oh, it's just weird, a weird vibe. Yeah. It's, uh, I, th- I don't know if it's still the same now, but Tampa, that, that was a weird, that was the most intense moment that I've ever had in a strip club was that realization. It was like second time. I was like, this is really weird. So maybe that's, uh, one of the reasons why I wear jeans and I'm not really like all about it. Although I have dated a couple strippers and that's well, okay. bury the lead much. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Let's just, back just up to, times just, a million. <laughs> just two. Okay. But this is one of the situations where it's like one is worth, worth a thousand. So like two is, so, okay. All right. Uh, okay. So I have a hundred questions. Um, <laughs> how old are you when you dated, a dated your first stripper? Uh, I was 22. Okay. In New York. When I first moved to New York from college. 
And where, where did you meet? I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know how to bar, obviously. Okay. Well, not obviously. You dated two strippers, no, no. which makes no, it look no, like no. you just chose a stripper yeah. in a club. No, okay. that was the, the, the second one. The second story, we can say that that happened at the strip club. Okay. But the first one, I, was, I didn't know. How did, she, how did she tell you? How did she reveal that she was a stripper? Um, just talking about what we were doing. You know, like, what you, you know, what she was like, what are you doing now? I used to watch you on TV. And right. I was like, well, I play in a band and blah, 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 and just finished school, this and that. What do you do? She was like, well, I don't, she it was like one of those, I'm not really going to come right out and say it, but I'm going to come right out and say it. Okay. Like, well, I'm like, I, she didn't really have anything good to say, and she's just like, ah, yeah. I dance? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, she says she didn't say dance. Usually they do say she's I'm a dancer or whatever. Mm-hmm. She just said she was a stripper. I actually appreciated her honesty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that stripping does I mean that you know, whatever. I don't really think too much of it other than, you know, being in strip clubs with dudes and everything right. like that. But it's like if I, I would never go I didn't go ever visit her at the strip club. You know, we only dated for like a couple months anyway, but Gotcha. I didn't ever. I just wouldn't go and see it because I really don't like out of sight, out of mind sort of deal. Right. And she was cool. We used to go out and party late and close bars and stuff. So it was, it was fun. Nice. I um, yeah. I don't. I don't have any. Uh, I can say honestly that I that I I don't have any judgment for women who take off their clothes for a living. But I also. It also bumps me out. I can't lie and say it doesn't <laughs> make me uh, sad. But the uh, the not that they're sad people or anything. This is hard. You can't see my face. You can't see like my <laughs> my you're, my you're adorable really, apologetic you're, you're face. You're really sincere right now. I can hear it in your voice. <laughs> oh boy. Um, but like you're okay. So you all you dated another stripper that you met while she was working. Right. Yeah, she gave me free lap dances and made out with me in the back room. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess this is on. Oh. And this was at, a ba- this was at my friend's bachelor party the night before uh, he was getting married. Oh, Yeah, it was, it was a late night, and mm-hmm. I ended up bringing her back to the hotel, and we yeah, had like a, I don't know, again, like not long, like two or three months. She was in Chicago, so she came to New York a couple times, and... Okay. That was about it. I didn't go. I didn't go back to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> what is your um, well? Uh, what, what is what is your take on like the uh, strip club bachelor party? Uh, it's it's always fun until someone decides that they're going to uh, you know try and get one last shot in before they get married and you have yeah. to like, pull them away. And be yeah. like, go, stop going to the ATM. Stop asking for one last, oh. you know. Well, you know that's what happens when you get, especially if you're in, the, if it's like a, a BYO place. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a little bit different because you're not getting as drunk. But if you're just getting hammer time, and all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, it's like two, three in the morning, and the realization that you're getting married is sitting in, and there's all these naked chicks, like. You know, I can see the temptation. I know that when I get married, I probably won't be having a bachelor party the night before my wedding anyway. Yeah. Especially at a strip club. But, you know. Yeah. 
My my dad's a preacher, and so he performs a lot of weddings. And he always, like, I remember watching Funniest Home Videos with him as a kid, and, like, they always had these videos of, like, grooms passing out at the altar. <laughs> because yeah. he, like, had, had gotten too drunk the night before, and I never understood, and my dad would just be like, that's why you don't do it that way. You don't right. do it this way. So, um... Well, mm-hmm. my, my brother-in-law, my sister's husband, they got married in February, and the night before their wedding, I got really drunk. And he had to sleep on my parents' couch the night before, and like mm-hmm. it took him a long time to get up. And oh, I'm man. indirectly, I'm indirectly blamed for an hour late wedding, but it wasn't really my fault. He could have gotten up. He's a big boy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Why not just have your bachelor party a week before or a couple of weeks before, and that way you don't have to yeah, worry right. about your wedding the next day. It's ridiculous. Ex- it sense. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. right. So, um. You were on the show that everyone my age really loved. A couple shows. And I'm like, I'm getting, uh, actually, I, t- I tweeted, I tweeted some questions and there are a lot of, uh, there's, there are some themes. But I was wondering, and, uh, my friend Julia, who's here in the studio, not sitting next to me, but is in the same building, was also wondering, like, we assume that you've gotten laid by way of Pete and Pete. Or, uh, <laughs> all that. Um, we're just going to, uh, just, just assume that the answer is yes. Uh, have there, like, in your, uh, feel free not to answer, but like, in, in those adventures, like, has, have you been requested to, like, do anything? Or, like, act a certain way? Or be bratty? Or put on plaid? Or has any girl arrived dressed as Petunia? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, nothing that no? like weird, like not not like no, not weird like that. I guess because I wear plaid normally, so maybe they're like right. that's part of the allure is that they're like, oh man, and I wear hats too, so like oh, <laughs> he is, he's he really is little Pete, blah blah blah, or wear something weird like that. Though I saw him actually, at the the Pete and Pete reunion, the one uh, like a year ago. I went to that, and you were just very bro, and I was like, oh, he hates plaid. But then this one, like you seem, I don't know. Did I not wear plaid the first one? Maybe I was scared. <laughs> I didn't want people. Yeah. I let my inner, I let my inner self out. And that's always <laughs> weird too, because I really don't know. Like from seven to fourteen, you're like playing this character where you're actually growing up as well. So you don't really, right, honestly, yeah. don't know. Like I feel like I, you know, part of little Pete is me, and part of me growing up was being little Pete, I guess. Yeah. Well, I, I'm sorry. No really sorry you interrupted me. No, you no, what? no, no. I mean, I said no one really ever asked for like weird things. Um, this the second record that my band has. There's a song on uh, on there that's basically called Cold Fog. That's basically all about like me and being, you know, having like a one night stand or like being with a girl who then like will like, you know, tell me in confidence, like in bed, like. P was my favorite. Like I had such a crush on you, and like mm-hmm. this and that, and and you know, what, while it's it makes it easier for me to get my rocks off, <laughs> it's also it's also a little weird. You know, I do yeah. feel a little weird. Not like, and it's like maybe I feel like the the hot chick is being used. You know, that's my that's how I figured mm-hmm. it out. It's like, oh well, you know, my whole my whole deal was when that happened, I would get up. 
<laughs> oh, I'm such a dick. I would, <laughs> I would just basically, it would like, I would be like, all right, you know, thanks. Like, I appreciate it, whatever. She, like, would probably sleep over. And then I would, like, wake up mad early, like, 7.30 in the morning, put on a shirt, put on, like, a, you know, button down, like, certain time. Be like, oh, man, I got to run. I really got to go. <laughs> and I would literally just get her out, get her out of bed. And either if she, if she, had, if she was from New York and, like, was local i i would get in my car and drive them back to their apartment it's sort of like my punctious pilot like washing my hands of the situation be like oh i'm not a dick i'm just driving them home and i drive right back to my apartment and go right back to sleep well is, is, is part of that like the like knowing that they're a dick because they went to sleep with you because they saw you as a child on a show that they liked like does that make you angry no, no, it doesn't make me angry at all. I mean, uh, the only thing that makes me angry, the only thing that makes me angry about it is the fact that I developed zero game. So like, <laughs> when, this all, when this all goes away and I'm bald and I look nothing like my former self, I don't know what I'm gonna do. So, right, I better, I better bag one now. I uh, <laughs> bag one now. <laughs> I <laughs> commercial time, everybody. Uh, it's Aaron. In the middle of the Aaron McGathy podcast. Um, here are some things. Uh, this podcast is part of a podcast collective called Feral Audio. Go to feralaudio.com, check out all the other podcasts, new podcasts happening all the time, and they are all consistently funny and interesting and, and unique. And uh, yeah, support all these other podcasts. Also, this podcast costs money, so if you'd like to show your financial support, if you're able to or you have the time, go to feralaudio.com, click on This Feels Terrible, and then click on the uh, Donate Now button, and you can donate to, uh, via PayPal. Um, yeah, really appreciate all of those donations. If you donate $10, I'll send you a postcard. If you donate $50, I'll send you a personal present. It's worth that. It's great if you, if you have the time and the money. And if you don't have... Um, if you don't have the resources to donate, that's okay too. Send me an email. This feels terrible at gmail.com is the, uh, the email address. And uh, yeah, be, be real with yourself. I ran into an ex-boyfriend at your show who's the lead singer. Well, he, he, the, it's a, he has a different band now, but he was the lead singer of a band called Wellsville. For a long time. <laughs> um, um, he's going to be listening to this podcast tonight. Yeah. Whenever it comes out. Yeah. Well, never, because we're not recording. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> so what was it like being on Nickelodeon? <laughs> Sorry. That's a good um, segue. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, uh, full disclosure, I am uh, drinking, but like not, um, I'm not, uh, I'm not super, super drunk, but I'm certainly you, a little you like. Need, you, need to, you need to have a couple of drinks because you get a little loose talking to me on the phone. <laughs> well, okay. I want you, yeah, I Whatever want you to helps. feel flattered. I also just drink all the time. I think I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> I just like drinking. Um, are you high? Are you high functioning like someone with Aspergers? Maybe You're high mm. functioning alcoholic. Um, no. There are a lot of there are a lot of us out there like that. <laughs> I think I'm a low functioning alcoholic. <laughs> well, you're making a podcast. It's, that's got to say something. 
Oh, yeah, there you uh, go. Most alcoholics are just at the bar with their head in their hands. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sitting at a bar right now, and I have a microphone <laughs> plastered to my hand. <laughs> <sighs> so you, <laughs> you were a judge on uh, a show called Figure It Out. Right. <laughs> and um, now I'm just, like, playing off the uh, drunkenness. But you were, um, you were on all that. <laughs> Oh gosh. Okay. So you you were basically the same age. I'm just a couple years younger than you. But um, I remember seeing you on on all that and being so uh, jealous, so crazy jealous, and wanted to be on that show so bad. Also, was nowhere near um, Hollywood or Florida or wherever you guys filmed that. But like, what uh, romantically, like w- when you're hanging, like kids that are in show business grow up much faster than kids that aren't, who aren't. And so was was there any, like, funny business? Promiscuity going on? Can I around? apologize for my questions now? No. Um, no. I can't? Okay. <laughs> all right. Want, fair, this, fair. This should be all unedited. This should just be <laughs> one, one slow podcast. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, oh, boy. I mean, so, what was it like? Was Did you ever have sex on the orange couch? What happened? No, I never. I never had sex on the big orange couch. <laughs> definitely, definitely had sex in my dressing room. Whoa! All right. Uh, with my my first serious girlfriend, um, which was like pulling teeth because it was across the hall from the tutoring, uh, the the tutoring room. Hmm. She came out to visit, and you know we were filming, and I was like, you know. Friday or something like that, and I was like, "Come on, like I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get it in in my dressing room. Like this is like this is big for me, like really big. Can you please just do that?" And so she did, and that was very nice of her. And then the next day we went to Venice, and she had never been to Venice, and a bird shot on her head, and I laughed when it happened, and I turned into a probably one of the biggest fights of my young life. I was. I was how can I, how dare me laugh that, that my girlfriend got shit on by a bird, you know, especially the day after the one thing I needed was to have sex in the, in the dressing room. Well, so, I mean, this is, this is, uh, this is shaping up I mean, to be a story that how she's in. Good luck. Well, it's, it sounds, I mean, I don't want to say definitively that your ex-girlfriend is a bad person, but like she got, no. sh- she got shot on by a bird and she didn't think it was funny. Maybe no, she, was she, just... was embarrassed. she was embarrassed. She was embarrassed. It was in Venice Beach, like on the board, there, like right off the boardwalk where all the like the crush bunks sit now and beg for money, like pre that. Right. Um, when I you... think she was just embarrassed. In hindsight, I, I apologize. I'm sorry that I left. But I'm not sorry, really. Actually, I'm not at all. Yeah. Those are lies coming out of my mouth. I loved every second of it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I I think that's uh I think that's okay to laugh at somebody getting shit on by a bird. Um, yeah, it happened to me before, so what? <laughs> yeah, well, no, and it and it shows how much you love somebody when you're able to laugh at their uh, at something embarrassing. Oh, uh, well, first love, first love is always the hardest, and she was three and a half years older than me, so sixteen and nineteen was it. So she was also like trying to, yeah, I know my first my first girlfriend. Where did you guys meet? For, uh, we met. So my parents were really cool and 
were sort of made sure that I like when I wasn't working, I was back in New Jersey, like doing normal stuff. And like, you know, I played baseball for, for like, you know, the, the town and soccer and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And so they used to have this thing. It was like three towns get together. It was like, you know, and they do put on a musical over the summer. And I was, you know, I've been playing bass since I was 12. And like my good friend was playing drums in, in like the pit. So I, you know, I, just, I signed up. So I was playing bass in orchestra pit and they were doing guys and dolls. So I had to learn every guys and dolls song on the bass. And she was a dancer. She was, she was a dancer in there. And we were just like sort of flirting and stuff. And I totally lied to her and told her that I was 17, but I had like gotten too many speeding tickets. So I had my license suspended when in reality I was 16 with a learner's permit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. But you know, you know, it's for sale with you, which is like this bad assness. Right. Hey, you know, it just uh, it just keeps it just keeps the, the 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 spew of shit that comes out of my mouth <laughs> trying to be absurd sometimes. Yeah, it terrifies me too. Even when it comes, as it comes out of my mouth sometimes, <laughs> but it worked. It worked. I like I saw it for about literally almost like two weeks before I had to like come clean. And she was like, okay, she was okay with it, which was nice. And then she nice. took my she took my V card. <laughs> cool. Stamped it. Stamped it. 16 years old. Just like everyone else. So I wasn't like, I didn't get laid on the set of P&P. Although I did have my first kiss on the set of P&P. <laughs> oh. Who was your first kiss? Uh, Erica Sainez. I'll say her name. I don't care. Hope she's listening. She's beautiful. Yeah. Was she on the show? No. She was the daughter of the dude who owned the storage facility that Pete and Pete stored their stuff in in Jersey and like the caveat I guess of them getting like a good rate was my daughter really wants to be in the business like can you like hook her up with some sort of intern job so she was interning with the wardrobe people and so we just like you know we just sort of hit it off and hung out that whole summer and got to make out in the woods and Make that in the, in the car, the car home, the poor, poor PA who had to drive my ass home and drive oh. her home. We were just like making out hardcore in the back. I just feel real bad for that guy. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like, because actors are, are able to, um, sleep with more women than, uh, people who aren't actors. Uh, historically like when you were a kid did you realize that like you had this power that other other little boys didn't have well I never said it to my friends that way but they would always say it to me right they'd always be like dude like you can't talk any (laughs) shit like you know how easy you have it blah 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 they just come up to you and start talking like you know and at first I didn't really realize it I was like oh wait they don't do that to you either Oh man! Oh man! Just me, really? Okay, well, take it to the winner. Sorry, guys. You guys should be on television shows. Just get your own show. (laughs) That's basic. Uh, (laughs) It was it was it was worse in the band. Like when we were, and my band, we've been playing together for this would be our twelfth year playing music. We've been playing every good boy, or is this a different? No, no. Every good boy, no. Um, Sorry. The band is called Jounce. No, no, it's cool. Jounce. Every good boy was a band I played with for a couple of years in uh, in New York. Okay. They uh, 
they are uh, they're d- disbanded because the drummer and the lead singer were dating, and then they broke up. And then oh the band man! Ah, oh, that sucks. It's a sad tale. I've heard it a thousand times. There you go. So, yeah. so your your current band is called, your current band is called Jounce. Yeah, we've been playing together since high school, and like you know, nice. when we would go out on tour, we go out on tour. We tour up and down the East Coast. We go to California and play shows and and stuff like that. But uh, nice. Yeah. Well, and you, you they would, they would the... love it when I was like, oh yeah, I don't. I sang at the at the uh, the P and P thing with yeah. Mark. Yeah, it was, was it was pretty, awesome. So everyone should check it yeah, out. That was an amazing thing. Yeah, that band, I mean, Polaris, like, did it for me. Yeah. But uh, yeah. when we did it in, in at the Bowery, the drummer from my band, Jounce, was playing drums with the blowholes, which is pretty fun, too. That's awesome. Uh, but when we, like, tour and stuff like that, they're usually happy when I have a girlfriend because then that's, like, <laughs> open, it's like open season for them. But really? Oh, they, well, because you have dibs on every well, girlfriend? Well, because I'll just... Yeah. I'll just well, no, no, meaning that, like, I have a girlfriend and I don't want to cheat on her. So oh, I, I see, like, okay. I won't, uh, I'll be able to talk to them and then parlay that into them talking to the other members of the band or whatever and ah. try to work it out. Or sometimes, you know, if I don't have a girlfriend and, and I've already found a, that suitor for the evening, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I still go out and try, try and help everyone out. But sometimes it doesn't work out. Like, one time we played... We played a show in Athens, Georgia, mm-hmm. and there was a really cute girl that was like, you know, just basically hitting on me all night. And we ended up going back to her house, and she had like a party. And it took me about like, like half hour of like talking to her after the gig to find out that she was like a straight up Southern racist, like. Right. Like, like saying saying things like black people in the north are, are yeah. people that are like, you know, they're just they're just acting in like reparations this yeah. and that. Like Martin Luther King only caused trouble. Like, you're just like, oh my gosh. So I, I had I had to hate fucker just because. <laughs> That is yeah. a ridiculous thing to say. That's right. Well, that was yeah. She, didn't, <laughs> that, she did not. She she didn't spell my name right. She had a, a red bare ass. Oh, I like I got, that you're. Have I gone, have I gone too far? No, no, no. no but I'm not. I'm not going to just let that slide by without telling you that it's a ridiculous thing to say. <laughs> you're like, yeah. Did one? Did one for the team? Um, well, yeah. Well, I have to. I know. I, I, I don't feel that way, and I, I thought it was hurtful. So I, you know, she had to pay. <laughs> Jesus. Um, how does your girlfriend feel like she's not raped all the time with that story? No, well, <laughs> like, how does she know that you're not just trying to like fuck the sh- the the bad parts of her out of her? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I didn't, you know. It was well, the thought that crossed my mind where I said, you know what, it's time. I'm gonna have to do this, <laughs> and then it happened. And she's like, "You're gonna call me, right?" I'm like, "Yep, I'll call you. <laughs> Never." Sorry, <laughs> out of Athens, out of Athens, onto I don't know. Columbia, South Carolina, maybe. Who knows? I don't remember. <laughs> there you go. Well, I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to, uh, to shame you. I apologize. But I. Oh no, that's fine. You can, you can shame me all I want. My current, <laughs> my current girlfriend, my current girlfriend, uh, shames me all the time. So. Nice. 
Um, I'm used used to it. (laughs) That made it sound like I'm going to be your future girlfriend. (laughs) Look, Aaron, I'll take it. Look, um, <laughs> look, well, you seem, yeah, it's, Dan is a good name. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I have a, I have a great boyfriend, also named Dan, so it's going to be really easy to, to uh, transition. Yeah, yeah, well, I'll, we'll start slow. I'll just ask you to spell my first name, and then everything will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you, oh, how, how old were you when you were a judge on uh, Figure It Out? A Nickelodeon. Uh, thirteen to thirteen to fifteen. Oh, yeah, really? Thirteen to fifteen, I think. That's so funny. I I remember watching that show and remember thinking that you look so um, adult. And well, it's that adolescent thing. Yeah. Wow. It was. It was. I, I started to grow a chin. <laughs> that was dub- That was du- that was doubling and doubling. And doubling. and doubling, and doubling. Right. Oh, how how long were you on uh, all that? Uh, the last three seasons of the original cast, so four, five, and six. Nice. <laughs> I, get, I realize I don't have any any follow up questions. They're just like, oh, it's, oh, uh, cool. it's pretty cool. cool. It's cool. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Uh, I'm so happy that they I wish they had a, a show like that for kids now like it would be it would be a smart idea yeah that that they show don't make them awesome. like that. they don't make them like that anymore no 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 Nickelodeon was uh and and still is I suppose I don't I don't watch it now but when I was a kid Nickelodeon was a was it was a pretty big deal I yeah and a good and a good company and did lots of you know good things for everyone that, that worked with us and yeah you know, they, they did a good job of keeping me in line but also you know not not making it like I have a third mother you know hmm. a third mother because I had two moms because oh. <laughs> I was artificially inseminated my oh. <laughs> that's not true uh, well, <laughs> fuck you forever. What do you mean? That's what I was. I, was <laughs> I, I said that, and I just immediately thought about my dad, and was like, "You are a dick." Don't do that. <laughs> uh, okay. See, so, so you, you traditional uh, mother father insemination. Yep, traditional. Yep, yep, traditional mother father. <laughs> I was christened on my parents' first anniversary, so they they wasted no time. There you go. Do you want to have? And that's true. So, so you are you are you implying that you were conceived? So it was, well, obviously you're but you're saying that you were conceived right right after that. That's nice. Right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'd like to continue the conversation now before my brain starts drifting into a terrible, terrible place. Oh man! Well, I have some questions for you via uh, you Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nuded. Um, let me say. Um, okay. All right. Well, this question I already asked. Um, Adam Alterberg asked if uh, if Pete and Peter ever got you laid. Um, yes. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> uh, you know what you should have done. You should have special ordered like plaid condoms, <laughs> <laughs> just to like 
<laughs> completely experienced. I, I imagine. That's a great idea. <laughs> if I, if I was part of some iconic show, I think like if I was going to just casually have sex with people, which I'm sure I would if I was on a, on an iconic show and I was single and I, I, yeah, I would just try to complete the whole thing. Patrick <laughs> asked, um, well, I don't, I don't, he said, uh, if he could dish on which 90s Nick stars were assholes, that'd be pretty fun. I feel like that's a little mean. You know what? No one was real. That's, that's, I did that. I did like an AMA Reddit thing. Mm-hmm. And so many people were trying to get me to talk shit about like Lori Bath or like other people on the show. Like everyone was really all right. Like we were all just kids like having fun doing stuff. And it wasn't like, no one was really like out of line. Yeah. You know, I loved uh, Lori Beth. Lori, we're talking about Lori oh, Beth Denberg did. from all that. Like she, she was, she really meant a lot to me. She was so uh, funny. LB was great. LB was great. And when they made me replace her with vile information, I was not a fan. Was not happy about it because she did it really well, and then they just wanted me to do something different. So I just yelled and screamed everything that they wrote and hoped that people would laugh. And sometimes they did, and most of the time they bombed. And I just sit out there and and oh, wah, wah. I guess that was part of that was part of the fun of it too. It was like I'd say the joke and like just look in the camera like you really just made me fucking say that. Oh, God man. damn it. Well and you 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 guys you're funny on that show. Did you guys have a live audience? We did on Fridays. So like we would we would rehearse Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday we'd shoot see like we'd shoot sketches that were like too difficult to do in front of an audience that had like breakaway stuff or like you know extra you know extra scenes or, or more than like four cameras uh, you know whatever it's harder things and then on Friday we'd shoot everything in the morning without a uh, everything that was left without a studio audience and then after lunch they'd bring in the studio audience and we'd do the same thing again mm-hmm. and then they would either use whatever take was better the early or the late so what was that audience how they, how we did that Gotcha. Well, was that audience families or like what was that audience like? Yeah, it was like family and friends and all, and you know, just people who wanted to go and watch the show. You know, what's crazy is that Nick Cannon was mm-hmm. a uh, he was a warm up. He was like the warm up guy for uh, the fourth season, and then did you ever like talk down to him because you're like, hey, warm up guy? No, he was no. He was he was hilarious. He was immediately funny. Mm-hmm. And we were, we all we all just kicked it. I mean, seriously, we all really just all had a good time. I was the oldest of the younger kids and the youngest mm-hmm. of the older kids. So like, I was like sort of the cool kid to the little, the younger kids and all that. And then I was sort of like, "Hey guys, wait for me! I'm gonna go to the with you too." <laughs> so like, oh, yeah. Keenan and Josh and Kel and Nick and stuff, because they're all like three or four years older than me. What is Kel doing now? I don't have the internet. <laughs> I actually I know I know what Kel's doing. He's he's hosting orange soda parties at at bars. Oh really? Uh huh. That's not, I mean I that's that sounds awesome. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that, that sounded well, sarcastic. Doesn't sound, awesome, doesn't sound awesome for you since you don't like sugar. So. Well, I mean, I would still go. I would, I, would, I would be into it. I would go to that party. Um, what is what is uh, Lori Beth doing? I haven't seen Lori Beth in a little while. I know she was on Workaholics recently. Right. 
Um, you know, so like I haven't really seen the people I still speak to from all that is pretty much Keenan and Josh and Mark Saul. Um, actually, I teach Keenan guitar lessons in in the city. Nice. So I still see him, and uh, when I was out in LA, we shot. A couple of sketches from I have a sketch, sketch comedy group called Man Boobs. Mm-hmm. Man Boobs Comedy. Nice, yeah. And, uh, pl- plug it. <laughs> Manboobscomedy.com. Nice. <laughs> um, well, uh, so we shot some stuff with them, so that's cool. And Keenan did a sketch for us uh, a year or so ago. Um, so we still do stuff together, which is fun. It's, that's how we grew up, you know, we just grew up yeah. around and we can still do it now. It's nice. When the chemistry is still there. <laughs> <laughs> how do you, how do you feel that, uh, your, your career as a child actor has like, has shaped you as an adult? Uh, well, I'm, uh, still an adolescent at 30 so thanks <laughs> sorry well I mean this is actually an intervention no one is listening to this <laughs> just your friends you you need to have a 9 to 5 job tomorrow <laughs> pull it no! together no <laughs> oh man no it, it's I mean it's, it was all great experiences you know I learned to grow up so it is weird because I do feel like I'm the same person pretty much I've been since I don't know, I was like 13, 14 years old. I've grown up a little bit, but right. I was always treated like an adult, and so I acted like one. Yeah, <laughs> and I was yeah. just sort of like, just sort of is what happened. Well, and I so, would guess that, that that would shape you for the better, because you have less time to... Like, yeah, I didn't go through that weird, I didn't go through a weird, like, high school, awkward, finding myself, like, what am I doing, who am I... You know, I didn't really have one of those experiences. And I always felt like, at times, even when I would go back to school, like even in high school, you know, I felt like I was a little bit not older than everyone else, but like I just wasn't mm-hmm. sticking around as much like I was, but it wasn't, you know, I didn't have all that inner teenage angst to deal with. Right. So I, just, I just sort of bypassed it and went from like being a kid at 13 to like, oh, People treat me like an adult. Okay, I listen to the Stooges, and I'm going to drink beer behind <laughs> people's backs and steal stuff out of my dad's uh, liquor cabinet. And, you know, oh, well, what happens. I must be, I must be so crazy to like the the partnering of, like, natural teenage ad- adolescence and then also being validated by the United States. You know, it's a weird, <laughs> it's a weird yeah, thing. It's a little... Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> uh, well, Dan, thanks so much for doing my show. No problem. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, I, I, the only thing else I wanted to mm-hmm. add in this whole Please. thing is when you sent me when you sent me that email about like bad relationships, dating, sex. Yeah, yeah. I have a, I have a really. Well, I mean, it's not a good sex story, but it's the first time I had sex with this girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was staying at my buddy's house, and I had to to use a futon, like a pull-out couch. <laughs> and so I was like, great, like, this is going to be harder to get her to want to do this. But I got, I, I, I smoothed it out, got the doll set up and everything. 
And so we're so we're you like, got the ball set know. up. I got you know the futon set up. I I had to like rush in, and she went to like, <laughs> like go to the bathroom. She like went to go to the bathroom and like pull the pull the shit out, like get okay, it all set okay, up. Like okay. it was already done. Like I didn't want to be like, hey, let me just move the cushions and blah blah blah. So like you know we get into the futon bed and we're like fooling around. And we start doing it or whatever. And I guess I'm like. You know, I'm a bigger dude, so I got some force, and I end up like I, soundbite. I, uh, I end up, <laughs> you know, I got some, I got some weight, whatever. I'm gonna make cool. a T-shirt that says, "I'm a bigger dude, so I have some force." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then so you can have, then you can have, you can have, you can have Yoda, you can have Yoda on that too. It could be a, it could be a joint star. Right, Wars right. Really some force it. and the force. Right. So anyway. we're like, you know, we're we're doing it, and I'm forcing her further and further up this this futon. Use that like, word you know, force lightly. Couch. All right, okay. <laughs> and there's like a moment where, you know, I'm pushing up, and the fucking the futon from the back starts to go up. Like we're just about to go inside the couch. <laughs> so I, I read. <laughs> So I recognize it. I like grab her and I pull her back. And as I do that, it like snaps down. Oh and my god! Literally, it's like literally like an inch from like chopping her head off. Oh my gosh! And it was it was like it's funny in hindsight, and it's even funnier because when it was over, I said that if I had actually chopped her head off, I would have grabbed my iPhone because she had like eight seconds or so before the head stops moving. So I take uh, video of her saying it was an accident. It's not. My, it wasn't oh a fault. <laughs> But guess what? She's still with me, so it's cool. <laughs> oh, well, on that note, uh, thank goodness. <laughs> For a second, oh, I was like, man. is this going to be a story about how a girl died while she was yeah, uh, <laughs> sleeping with you? <laughs> she would have had, really, had a really great story. Oh, my gosh. Would have. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. That was you, my only good one. I just remember that you were like, great, yeah. stuff, and that was the one that was still pointed in my brain. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for uh, being a guest on the show. I'm uh, really excited about it. And it looks like, by by way of my, I didn't read over all the tweets that were like, holy shit, that's so exciting. You know, not to, that sounds like I'm, <laughs> I don't think that they're very cool. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, huge fan of yours and really nice to talk to you. And when I'm in New York, uh, Dan and I will come and uh, bother you. Yeah, you guys should definitely come and bother me. And you also let Dan know if you ever need the chubby redhead for anything he's thinking of, you know, send him yeah. my way. You know, you, know what to, you know what to call. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no problem. Thank you, everybody. Uh, that was the podcast. Danny Tamborelli. Cool dude. Um, you can follow him on Twitter at D Tamborelli. You can follow me on Twitter at Aaron McGathy. And uh, hey, guess what? Starting a, uh, a Twitter feed or a Twitter handle for this show specifically, where I'll post off just about the show, quotes, fun things. Uh, please follow that account so I feel like I don't feel like an idiot for starting it. Um, at This Feels Terrible. Um, yeah, check that out. And um, that's it. I have nothing else to say. Barfly. Monet. Bucket of paint. Okay, that's it. Now I really don't have anything else to say.
Verizon brings you Pay It Forward Live, a weekly live stream featuring big names in entertainment to support small businesses. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on at Verizon's Twitter or Twitch, Yahoo, and Fios Channel 501 at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific.